Children of God, I'm back. I'm back with part two of the episode of um, Did You Forget to Rally for Jesus? And then I'm going to add something else. I'm going to ask another question. Where is he in the movement? Did you forget to rally for Jesus? And then, where is he in the movement? Thank you for listening. Let's talk. I'm beseeching you, which means to beg you, to plead with you, to get still and listen for the voice of God. Get still, get settled, get grounded, and listen for the voice of God in all that we're doing. Listen for that voice that says, this is the way. Now walk ye in it. If we don't get still and if we don't listen for his voice, then we're going to do that thing that seemeth right to a man. But the very thing that seems right to us will be the thing that will lead to death and will lead to destruction. So I'm pleading with you to get still. And listen for the voice. Excuse me. The voice that says, this is the way. Now walk ye in it. The voice is that of your creator. That's the only voice that matters. That voice... The voice of Jesus Christ is the only voice that will keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of God's glory with exceeding joy. That's the voice you want to hear. The voice that's going to, when the dust is settled, when everything has been done, and you've gone home and you've, you've lived to, to, to march another day. You've lived to protest another day. When the dust is settled, you want to make sure that you heard that voice. The one that's going to keep you from falling. The only one that can present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. That's what it's about. At the end of the day, being presented faultless before God is the only thing that's going to matter to him. At the end of the day, when history has been made, (laughs) being presented 
faultless before God is going to be the only thing that really matters. Talk about something mattering. Talk about, talk about what matters. That's all that's going to matter. Because listen, each and every one of us are going to be held accountable for our actions. Each and every believer will have to give an account of themselves. So, again I say to you, hear his voice. Let him tell you the way. Let him put that word behind your ear that says, this is the way. Do it this way. Say it that way. Handle it that way. Listen, except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that builds it. That's the word of God. That's the word of God concerning everything that we do. Except the Lord builds the house. We labor, but we labor in vain. If God is not first and foremost at the center of every movement we make, then the movement becomes a stench in God's nostril, and it becomes an utter abomination to him. Make sure he's in it. Find him in it. Put him in it. Include him in it. Look around and make sure that he is in what you're doing. In these times that's got us so pressed and so perplexed and so totally beside ourselves to a place of wit's end, in this time right here, During this crisis time right here, we've got to make sure that God is in everything that we do. Now, if you're not a believer, you won't believe this. This would mean absolutely nothing to you if you're not a believer. See, you have to have the Spirit of God in order to believe this. Listen. Ask yourself, who am I whose love for justice and humanity is greater than the pursuit of of the wisdom of God? You need the wisdom of God to bring everything to pass. you You need the wisdom of God. You need to pursue it. It's not just enough to have a love for justice and a love for humanity. You got to have a love for the pursuit of the wisdom of God. Share that. Share that with someone. Share that with whomever's running hard and fast out there. Tell them. Pursue the wisdom of God. Do that first. Make sure that God is 
front and center. Don't move without him being in it. Ask yourself, do I see him in it? Can I feel him in it? Do I hear his voice? And then ask yourself, which spirit is leading you? Everybody that's in the movement, everybody that's being driven right now, which spirit is leading you? Which spirit is driving you? Is it leading you to a place where God is not? Ask yourself. I don't care what it is. If it's ministry, if it's relationship, if it's the movement, ask yourself, is God in it? The Bible says this, if you believe it. And I'm going to keep referencing this, if you believe it. Because we're at a place now where we're saying, I don't believe that. I don't believe in the Bible. Because the white man wrote it. Well, if you believe that this is the true and living word of God, that it's a God-breathed word, that is, is God's infallible truth. If you believe that, then okay. Then let, let's talk. We can talk. That's I'm talking to you. The Bible says, <clears throat> If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. That says, Of course I'm free. Indeed I'm free. For sure I'm free. Can you say that? Can you say today without a shadow of a doubt, I'm free. I'm not waiting on anyone to make me free. I'm not waiting on anyone to set me free. I am free. See, you should be able to say it because number one, That's the word of God. If the son, and we know if the son did do it, the son being Jesus Christ. If the son shall make you free, you're free indeed, without a doubt. So, that being true, if he did in fact, Jesus Christ, make you free, then who can put you back in bonds again? Who can chain you up again? Nobody but you. Listen, children of God. Listen, free children of God. If you are still waiting to be free, then what you've done, you put Jesus' work, the work that he did on that cross, you put that to an open shame today. That work that he did on that cross, all that he suffered, all that he bore in his own body on the tree, 
if you believe it. You made that of none effect, null and void. Because that was the payment for your freedom. <laughs> that was your freedom right there. So, if you believe that, that what he did on that cross made you free that day, that it was a done deal, your debt was paid in full, if you believe that, what are you still waiting on to be free? What are you still waiting on to declare who you are? Who are you still waiting on to declare your freedom? What laws are you waiting on to declare your freedom? What man, what woman are you waiting on to declare that you are free? I heard someone say not long ago, well, we can't be free until. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You're free. Now go and be free. Did you say that? Was that you? Was that a believer that said that? Being free is the basis of your salvation. Are you hearing me? Are you sitting down really listening to what I'm saying? Are you free? Were you part of that party that said, well, we can't be free until they do this? So you've been a slave all this time? You saved and a slave too? You redeemed and still a slave? Are you not saved? Were you not rescued? Were you not redeemed from the hole that Satan had on you? Were you not? Sin had a foothold on you. Sin had its foot on your neck to the point that you could not breathe. Do you remember that? Go back and think about when you were in sin. And how you were always gasping for breath. Running for your life. Afraid. You could not breathe because of S-I-N. Remember that? Alcohol. Drugs, stealing, robbing, rape, molestation, beating women, beating children, promiscuous living, homosexuality, murder, gambling, disobedience, willfulness, no natural affection, disobedient to parents, refusing to go to school, refusing to stay in school. Refusing to take full advantage of a free education. Those things were the things that made you a slave. You were a slave to that. All of that stuff that I just said 
all of those sins had a choke hold on you to the point where you could not breathe. But then, somebody say, but then, but then, when Jesus willingly got on that cross, he paid your debt. He set you free. Now, here's the thing. When he did that, when he paid your debt, took you out of slavery, you were supposed to stay free. John 8, 36 said, If the Son, therefore, sets you free, you're free indeed. Why do you stay free? Why do you stay free? That was freedom. That was the freedom that matters. That was the freedom that matters. See, this right, this is the freedom right here that you're going to have to talk about to your creator. What you did and did not do. With the debt that he paid for you. Listen. Who wrestled you? After he paid the price for your freedom. And made you free. Who wrestled you down to the ground. And threatened to kill you. If you didn't go back into the pit. Of hell that you came out of. Who wrestled you down to the ground and made you go back into that pit that God translated you out of? Who did that? Who made you go back into drugs, into alcohol, into stealing and robbing, robbing, promiscuous living, refusing to go to school, refusing to get your education? Who made you do that? What person did that dastardly deed to you? Who? Who made you give up your identity? I'm asking you. Who put a gun to your head and said, you better give up your identity? Look here. Listen. A new law won't give you back identity. I don't care what kind of law they pass. That new law will not give you back your identity. You had your identity. There's no bill that can be passed that can give you your freedom. God did that already. He made the ultimate sacrifice to make you free. That's why I said, find him in this. Where is God? How dare you say, we're never going to be free? How dare you say, we can't be free until? How dare you say that? 
How dare you smack God in the face like that? How dare you put him to an open shame? How dare you make mockery of the work that he did on Calvary? How dare you do that? There's no law passed that can make you hold on to your freedom. You have to do that yourself. There's no law. There's no law out there for for self-esteem. You can pass. They can pass as many bills as they want to, that will not give you self-esteem. It won't. The Bible, if you choose to believe the Bible, says that. So then, every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. That means that a day will come, and it surely will come. A day will come. It's guaranteed to come when every believer must stand before the one that created them, and we must answer for ourselves why we relinquished our freedom. Every one of us. When the dust is settled and bills have been passed and history has been made, every one of us will have to stand before the Lord and give an account of our lives. That's why only what you do for Christ will matter. You can make history. But he's not going to talk to you about history. When you stand before your creator, he's not going to talk to you about history. He's going to talk about what you did for him or what you did not do for him. You know, I, I, I watched and I saw that um, this was a preacher's vineyard. There were so many souls out there to be one. Fruit everywhere. The harvest was ripe. I don't recall, I could be wrong, but I don't recall anyone, I don't recall a revival. I don't recall anyone talking about a revival. I didn't see anyone pulling anybody over to the side talking about the Jesus that died for them. The Jesus that paid the price for them. That was, the the time was ripe. There were souls galore looking for something, looking for answers. But supposedly they found their answers in looting and rioting and in anger and in trying to have an audience. That's where they found their answer. But you had something, preachers, to give them that will last 
Because remember, only what they do for Christ is going to last. Again, we're going to stand before the one that created us. And we're going to have to answer each one of us individually for ourselves why we relinquished the freedom that we had, that Jesus gave us. There will be no one to blame. When we stand alone before our Creator, there will be no one to blame. No one to accuse. There will be no one to fight with. There will be no one to protest. No rally will be there. Listen. Romans 14, 12 says it. So then, every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Write that down. When you're flying by the seat of your pants and you're just doing stuff, stop and say, oops, I got to give an account of my actions to God. Listen, the right of accountability, being accountable for my freedom, is not hinged on someone giving me something giving me what Jesus already paid the price for. My freedom is not hinged on that. It's not based on that. God's perfect will for us right now as we speak during this time right here, God's perfect will for us is that we stay grounded, children of God. And we get settled in God's word and God's plan for us. I'm going to say it again. God's perfect will for us during this time is that we stay grounded. Not allow our emotions to run away with us take us to a place where God is not but that we stay grounded and we stay settled so that we can hear his voice that says this is the way now walk ye in this way that we stay grounded in God's word stay grounded in God's plan for us and do not allow ourselves to be pulled away from the perfect will of God to follow our fleshly desires that the world offers us. We're not carnal. We're not about the cares of the world, of this world. We're all about God's perfect will for our lives. So we've got to not allow ourselves to be pulled, be tossed back and forth like the wave of the sea. Stay in the spirit, children of God. Walk in the spirit. Remember, 
We as believers of Jesus Christ are not free to do whatever we want. We are free to do all those things that's consistent with the character of God. We have his character. We have his character. We're supposed to act like him. We're supposed to do like him. Everything that we do is supposed to reflect who he is. I'm not supposed to walk in darkness. You're not supposed to walk in darkness. Make sure that he's in everything that we do. And remember, if he's not in it, then it's going to come to naught. Accept the Lord. And I'm closing with this. Accept the Lord builds the house. They labor in vain that builds it. Find him in it. If God is not first and foremost at the center of every movement, then that movement becomes a stench in God's nostrils. Children of God, I pray that you have been blessed by this podcast. And as I said on yesterday when I did the first podcast, I said that I was not going to come back to you unless the Lord gave me something specific. Uh, specific, And he has given me, <coughs> excuse me, he has given me these last two days something very specific for you during this specific time. Um, I'm honored to be able to come before you. You're so in my heart. But I'm, I'm beseeching you to do the same thing that I do. Seek his face about everything. Before you venture out to do that thing that seemeth right to you. Seek God's face. And I pray that this was a shoe that fit you. But if it did not fit you, if it was not your shoe then be blessed anyway. May the Lord bless you real, real good. But I think this was a shoe that you could wear. God bless you. Thanks for listening. I am the storyteller.